XOMG, you guys. Welcome to the Siwa Scoop. The podcast about Siwa dance pop revolution. I'm Holly Borges. And I'm Vanessa Knowles. And we are back with episode four. Woohoo. This one is called Pink with Envy. Yes. And that's we, a very fitting title. It really is. And we just want to give a quick shout out to you guys because we have just been noticing you guys listening all over the place and we're so excited. We've been getting messages and seeing our stats and we're so excited to see the podcast grow. Yeah. Share it with your friends, you guys. Yeah. We have listeners here in the United States, Belgium, the United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, and more. And it's like super exciting. Australia. That's so cool. Yeah. And we can see like our age range and everything. Amazing. 18 to 22 is a big one for us and 23 to 27 and then 35 to 44. Perfect. That's our age group. Yeah. So that's probably us. (laughs) That's right. It's us. That's so fun. I love a good audience. Yes. Okay. So let's get into this episode. I've been dying to talk to you about this because these episodes are so good and I can't wait for this week's either. Yeah, I was out of town, but I made sure to watch. She still tuned in episode four from Hawaii with my daughter, Um, and then I I've watched it again since then, so that I could really take it all in. We're ready. Um, Okay, so this episode opens up with JoJo, Jess, and Luke, and they are eating sushi. Yes, she had her wasabi mishap. Yes, she thought it was avocado. That was funny. And that's a that's a hard mistake to make. Yeah, I mean, hasn't she ever seen cars? Yeah. Um, we did a little poll on our Instagram seeing um, who likes sushi and who doesn't. And our listeners, 60% of them like sushi and 40% do not. Oh, I love sushi. What about you? Um, I'm, I'm in the middle. There should have been like a middle one, but I probably voted no because I don't love it. I love it. I love it. My kids love it. It's it's an expensive habit, but I really, really like it. Yes. All right. So what are they talking about at sushi? Okay, so yeah, so Luke Luke is letting him. He's like, uh, it was really rough coming off of um, you guys letting go of Bella. I f- he said, I feel like it really is sending a message that how highly you regard the voice part of this pop group. And um, and I think in between that, it kind of flashes back to the moms and them having that realization, too, because I feel like up until this point, it's been very dance centered. And now it's like if you don't have the whole package, she really can't have you on the team because it is a pop group. Yeah, you can't really be a pop star singing, dancing and acting if you're not a true triple threat. Um, and, you know, I think for all of these girls, they're going to have to develop that vocal piece for them. Um, most of them are really nice dancers, but um, yeah, Bella just didn't bring it, unfortunately. Yeah. So yeah, so Jess says, you know, that it wasn't an easy decision for her to make to send her home, but that um, her voice didn't feel like a pop star voice. Yeah. So I found that interesting because I didn't even know there was different type of voices, but when I think about it, I guess that makes sense. Oh, there's for sure different types of voices and like, the tone of your voice helps with the genre that you might want to sing. And so there are certain tones that aren't necessarily super fitting for specific genres. You can train and like learn how to sing them. So a classical singer can then go on to sing, you know, R&B or something like that. But 
um, it it requires some training. Like it's really hard just to modulate straight from whatever your background is to a genre that's a little bit different. And so that's why so, I always joke in our group, like we have our like rock and roll singers and then we also have our like musical theater singers and they can all be trained and developed into whatever genre of music we're doing because uh-huh. we do several genres. Yes. But you have to be like super intentional about it. Interesting. So does a true, like a true triple threat student, do they study each of those or it's just like you said, this being coachable and able to kind of change in between those songs? I mean, without like getting too detailed, it's, it's very much about like the way you say certain words and like vowel modifications and kind of the approach to the song and like the tone of your voice. And so it really just depends but most especially kids I feel like they're fairly moldable you know right how they learn languages Mm -hmm. a lot easier than adults I feel like they can learn different genres of music interesting easier as as well but they have to be exposed to it and then they have to be coached in that direction so these kids are coming in maybe super into a certain genre of music or not having any singing experience at all um which I I think it's probably that like a lot of these kids just don't have a ton of singing experience right like they've got a decent voice but no training and so they're going to struggle with any genre um but they're looking for a specific type of pop voice you can tell yeah yeah I don't know um throughout the whole thing like when each of them are kind of saying like I've always dreamed of being a pop star um, to me, I don't know, like when I envision that that's someone's dream, I would think like they would be like, here's my YouTube where I have like a hundred thousand views of me sitting on the corner singing, uh, you know, doing whatever, like for some reason I picture like the Justin Bieber story as being like a, having a dream of a pop star. But I also, I, what I really like about how Jess and Jojo handle these contestants or whatever you would call them is um, I like that she talks about how they're coachable and how, and how they talk with Luke about how someone is building up. Like they didn't like Kaya, for instance, she wasn't able to do certain things and now she's totally doing it. Yeah. I think they totally are being mindful of potential and what yes. that means. And they're trying to give everyone multiple chances to prove themselves. Which yes. I mean, I, being someone in this industry, I really appreciate that approach because oftentimes with a kid, like it's it's really not super fair. Um, not that this industry is at all fair; it's not. But to not give them a chance to be given a note and the opportunity to show that they can take the note. So I like the fact that they're kind of like, you need to work on this for next week. And then they give them a shot to do it. And I feel like it's genuine, you know, like me too. They're not like on the bad list and then that's it. Like they're getting a chance to improve and then they're getting recognized for it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I agree with that too. Okay. So um, this week they let us know that they're going to be doing a robot school number. Um. And Jess kind of starts talking about, again, how, or all three of them, they're still at sushi, and they're talking about how seven just cannot be the number. And they start talking about the cost involved in that, which is something that I never thought of. Um, yeah, the, it's just like the whole logistics, like one bus versus two. Yeah. 
the moms plus the girls and how many people that ends up. I mean, they're things that most people probably wouldn't think about. I also think that when you take an opportunity, like I, I just imagine that like if, if our, one of our daughters was a contestant on the show, what you would be signing up for would be obviously you'd want them to make the group, but then you would have to literally give up your life to go on tour with them, leave the rest of your family uh, and tour around, you know, for whatever JoJo's tour schedule is. And I mean, that that's crazy. Yeah, it's kind it's a, of wild. It's a big commitment. For sure. I mean, and a lot of these people that are doing that, there's a a little boy band that's being developed um, and it was supposed to be outside of LA and they wanted some of our boys and then they recently decided that um, they were going to develop them in New York. And so they were like, well, we would move them all to New York. And so I'm just like, okay, but what about their moms and their families? And they're like, yeah, yeah, you guys would have to move to New York. Yeah. I'm like, how long? Mm, Six to eight months. And then they would go on tour. So you basically, yeah, you have to say goodbye to your family. Yeah. And I think that that's really when like it shows who really wants that, like that that's their dream and that's the path that they're choosing for their life or not. You know, that's a that's a big, big deal. So I'm excited for that part of the story to come out, too. So I think in the coming weeks we will get that. Um how much do the little in inner ear things cost that she was mentioning? How she was like, and we need seven in ears. How much do those cost around? I mean, there it's just like most other things. There's a huge range. You know, you okay. can get one for 2500 on up. But I would imagine for what they're going to do for these girls, they're probably... Five to ten thousand dollars each. Each. They're pretty expensive. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Okay. So you guys, I took like these wild notes on lined pieces of paper, and they're a little. Uh, what do you have coming up next? Um, I have um, Leah and Angie were having a conversation, and Angie's basically like talking to her about pop star power. Okay. Yes. So that was a fun little conversation, and. I feel like as the weeks go on and there's more and more tension and just more on the line, really, a lot of pressure, um, Angie's really kind of starting to freak out. Yes. And she's not handling it super well. Like, I still like her, but I think that she's letting the pressure get to her and it's not showing her in the greatest light. Yeah, um, so kind of the... They're back at the studio and Angie just walks in. I mean, it's like she has a freaking cloud over her head. You know, like she's just like just down in the dumps about this. And uh, Kinley's mom is trying to, you know, pep talk her out of this. And she's like, look, like there's a lot of things that she has gotten. And, you know, you can't you can't do this to your daughter. Like pull it together. That was the next episode. Oh, it is. (laughs) Yeah. Oops. Um, it continues on. It continues on. But in this episode, um, this is when they're just having a conversation about how they're going to choose three girls to lead and then the rest are going to be. Oh, yes. Okay. So she's sweeping like she's a. Super she's stressed. She's sweeping because yeah. she can't sit still. Okay. I'm with you. And I'm with they're, you. They're trying to figure out where Kaya is. Yes. Um,. And I, I felt like this was like a really big moment for the moms too, because I mentioned this at the beginning of the episode, but 
this is when it's sinking into them that like some of their daughters may not be up to par on the singing. They may like only be good at dancing and you can kind of see it in their eyes that they know that they're in trouble. Um, They make the big announcement that they're going to have the girls singing live on stage this week. Yeah. They're going to be singing live on stage um, with microphones and everyone's just getting really scared. And yeah, that's when that's when Angie starts kind of freaking out um, that this is just too much. She's like, this is just too much. It's too much. Um, and that she feels like her kid might go home. Yeah. Again, like I, I, I was annoyed with this part because it just fe- it felt premature and I was not understanding why Angie was acting like this. Um, it to me, it kind of came out of the blue because before she was I, I wouldn't say she was like peppy before, but she never was negative I guess I didn't notice it um she always was like she was starting to pick up on on some little things and like I said the pressure was becoming real to her but then it got real real when Kaya finally walks in yes um (laughs) yeah well well, first like just gets a call and she's like "Uh uh uh-huh yeah okay just get here as soon as you can well meanwhile the girls are like they're working with Luke. He's in there. So it's like their vocal lesson before the vocal audition. And um, Tatum is singing. And, oh, he tells her, he's like, you're flat. Like, straight up. T- so, like, the camera, like, zooms over to her mom's face. And her mom's, like, sweating it out, you know? Um, and then Dallas, uh, the note that she got was that um, she can go higher and that she's playing it safe and being scared. Um. And then the garage opens to the studio. It's like a sl- like it starts with like you see Kaya and her yeah. mom's feet, and then it's like da 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 da. <laughs> New Kaya, she has pink, pink hair. hair, and she is dressed to, like she is dressed to impress. She's in an adorable little leather outfit with her makeup fully done, and she is feeling herself for sure. Like oh, and she, she was looking like a little pop star right there. She and like so. And so everyone's just like, it was just such a great entrance for her because everyone, you know, they're caught off guard. They're standing there and Angie just spirals at this point because now she realizes that it's not the blonde, the blondes versus blondes. It's the reds. Um, and everyone is just gushing over the pink hair. And Leah's literally standing there with red hair. Yeah. And you can just tell like it was like just a shot to the gut. I mean, it was so much attention on um, Kaya. And I think Angie was just, I mean, and and she's making comments. She's like, well, if they stand together, it clashes and did it. I mean, she just like could not hold like She was just losing it, just bursting at the seams. Yeah. And um, Angie's already like the one thing that she's stuck on is that they were late. Well, they were late. So oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. So okay, they so they sit down. The moms like kind of sit down together, and it had to be kind of uncomfortable for Kaya's mom because yeah, they were late, and they just came in with this big reveal, and like so they're sitting down, and you can tell there's like a tension, and Angie's like, so um, are you guys worried that you weren't able to work with Luke? You know, on the you didn't get any vocal help this for this. Are you worried about Kaya's audition? And Charity's like, no, I, I mean, I, we love working with Luke anytime we can, but she was sounding pretty good before this. We're not worried. It's like, right. boom, put her right back in her spot. Um, 
So, yeah. So she, again, she just can't sit down, can't do anything. She's freaking out. And I think that's Angie's problem is that the way she deals with her own insecurities is trying to psych out other people. So she starts talking about how, like, she feels like Kaya is at a disadvantage now because she was late and she didn't get to work with Luke. Um, when really, like, it's none of her business. Like, honestly. Yeah. It's like, why, why would you even say that? You know, that would be like you, like, if a kid missed rehearsal, you making a big deal out of it to the mom. Yeah. And it's like, really, it's it's not your business. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I feel like if you were going to try to, like, not saying anything would be better than, like, try, like it didn't work what she was trying to do. I, I, I don't think. At all. Yeah. So then it goes back to... Um, no, w- really quick. What did you think about when, um, like, I feel like through, we're in episode four now, I feel like Jess, like, will sometimes drop these little, like, hints of, like, wisdom down on the, you know, in the episode. And this one, she praised Kaya. She was like, you know what? Um, to be a pop star, you have to make bold choices. And um, I'm really proud of the choice that you made with your hair. And I think it's really going to pay off. What What do you think about that? What do you think about a major change like that in your look? I mean, production wise, I think Jess and Jojo were in on it. Like, I think that it was a suggestion that the producers gave um and i'm guessing it wasn't super well received right in the beginning like i'm guessing like kaya and her mom were not really feeling it and then after hearing the same feedback over and over again they finally went for it and so i feel like jess was rewarding them for kind of like taking some of their advice and i don't know how like specific it was but i feel like they kept hinting to them like yeah you need to change your look. You need to step out of the shadows and get yeah. up there. Yeah. And so she did. And so I think, I think Jess is just kind of letting her know. Yeah. Uh, um, and then really quick, just back to Angie. The other thing that I was like, LOLing that she did is um, after that conversation about, um, you know, does, is Kaya going to have a disadvantage for not working with Luke? She's like, you know what? Like Kaya came in here looking like a rock star. And then Angie's like, I think all of our kids came in here looking like a rock star, but they just did it on time. It's like, yeah, she's oh! so petty. And, and I, I have to hand it to charity because she really, this is like, I'd say like the third example I've seen her not escalate. She's like disengaged. And like, she, it's not like you think that there's like a fight going on or anything. She just like, she really is able to hold it. I feel like she's a seasoned studio mom and she probably deals with that kind of stuff fairly often. I mean, she's part of a studio in the middle of Orange County. It seems like it. Yeah. I I just feel like she's kind of used to it, you know, so Angie doesn't scare her. Yeah. Okay. So um, next we have, so Luke is continuing to work with the girls. Yeah. Next we have tiny T rap. Yeah. So tiny raps. And Luke is just not really happy with it. He's not impressed. Um, so Brooklyn tries it and he is impressed. Um, now, I just have to weigh on this a little bit and I am no expert, but I'm just going to say my opinion. 
I did not think that Tiny T had a bad audition. I liked Tiny T's style and I thought she was sticking to her style. I understand that they liked Brooklyn's better, but I felt bad for little Tiny T. Yeah, I mean, I think that she felt like she was the rapper in the group. And so for them not to like what she was putting out there when they've been so complimentary this whole time. Was a shock. And then for them to be like, anybody else want to try it? Like, I feel like that was like a little bit hard yes, for her. Yes, yes. She handled it really well. I mean, she was like, she's stealing my spotlight. What the heck? Yeah. Um, But I, I mean, I... I will say, like, in my opinion, I didn't think it was her best either. It, it, she just, there was, like, a spark missing. It, it wasn't, like, I don't know. It wasn't super exciting. And it's, I, like, if you're going to add a rap into a song, you really want that person to come out there and, like, kill it. Yeah. I have to say that um, I think that maybe this little shakeup for Tiny T was, like, a big wake-up call for her. Yeah. Um, and I liked seeing how she responded to it. She, um, I mean, she was hurt, just like you said, but uh, we'll talk about how she responds to it later, but yeah, that's cool. Um, now where are we? Um, Jess said that she needed a moment, um, and then she let everyone kind of pick their own part to audition. Okay. And then Jenny and Tatum are kind of like talking over on the side and Jenny's telling Tatum that she has to go out there and rock it. Um, and Tatum says, I'm not doing that. Yes. Um, I really, really like Tatum. And I every time her and her mom have a confessional or like they're interacting, I find it very pleasing to my TV eyes. Um, I think they're interesting and... Um, I think Tatum's funny. Um, she's super pretty. Yes. That is a, I mean, they're all beautiful. All these kids are great, but, um, she's super pretty. You know, her mom is, I think she's a studio owner, right? She's a professional. She works in the industry. Yeah. She apparently was like a Laker girl Mm -hmm. and was on star search. Yeah. And so she knows what she's doing. And I think she, she knows how much all of this means. And so she's really trying to motivate her daughter to have a little bit more of a stake in the game. And I personally, like, I really enjoy Tatum's take on it all. Like, she's kind of chill. Yeah. And I really, her dancing, she's really good at dancing. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah. She's cute. Yeah, I, I I like her. I like all of them. This, I mean, I it's a very hard thing for Jess and JoJo. Yeah, and then Angie's telling Leah to punch every everything and be confident. And then um, Tiny T's talking about how her how Armenian moms are really tough. I love that. I really liked that too. I like getting to know Tiny T more, and her her mom's pretty quiet, so I really enjoyed this episode getting in there a little bit more with them and seeing her emotion and how she interacts with her daughter. I, I really liked that. But her mom was like, you need to go in there and steal that back. Yeah. Her (laughs) mom was, was, that was a bummer for them. That was hard. Yeah. Um, all right. And then are we at the studio for their auditions? Yes. Okay. 
Okay, so they're at the Clear Lake studio and Dallas is up and her mom's like, don't be loud just to be loud. Um, you got to have tone. Now, what do you think about these parents like coaching their kids in the vocal thing? I know they have to. And I know that Jess is like kind of encourages them to like work with their kid. But is all the advice good that they were giving their kids? I mean, it's hard for me to tell just off of like the way that it's like one sentence. Yeah. But there's times when some of the advice is like a little bit it's not great advice. So some of the times (laughs) when they're like, you need to be louder. And I'm like, no, the problem isn't volume. Yeah. Like they're, they're not in the right key. Yeah. So work on that first. Cause the last thing you want is a kid who's super flat and super loud. Yeah. Um, and Dallas, she has a nice tone, but she just, she, she has some pitch issues and I feel like they, her her mom thinks that it has to do with volume um and so like they're like more 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 but power doesn't always equal pitch so okay um but yeah i mean and the unfortunate part is like she chose to do the first verse and so she ends up competing against kenley so it's kenley versus dallas yeah and kenley you know like she's she's a fine singer Again, I still stick to the fact that all of these kids are brand new singers. Like, none of them are super developed singers. So, you know, to answer your question, I'm not, like, overly impressed with any of their vocals solely. But we're looking at triple threats, right? So you're looking at somebody who can really perform. Yeah, I feel like they... Yeah, I feel like everything that we've heard, like, there's no... there's not a voice in there yet where I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, like the chill sort of voice. And I think it's probably because I'm used to working with such talented singers. Yeah. You know, like we primarily have singers here, so they're like super good. Um, and a little bit more developed, but that's not to say that any of these girls in six months to a year won't be blowing us away with their vocal talent. Yeah. They're all super green when it comes to singing. So, but Kaya, like, she brings it. Like, she's she, so yes, into it. I, I have been on a journey with Kaya. Um, I mean, Kenley, sorry. Oh. I was talking about the Kenley versus Dallas. Okay, yeah. Kenley, I'm not there yet on her vocals, but I will give her so much credit for the energy that she's bringing. Um, well, I'm, I think that's kind of, like, where they made the decision is Dallas was slightly off, and Kenley had all the energy, and she sang and they're making a decision based on like who is going to give us the performance that we need who can we count on to come up to the level that we need to when it's game time and that's kinley yeah so then for the second verse then we had leah versus kaya versus tatum yes and that's tough so what were you going to say about kaya now i want to know kaya for me I'm not going to lie. I was not the biggest fan of hers when we started episode one. I did nothing against her, but I just, I just, she didn't really stand out to me. Now, um, I feel like knowing what um, Jojo and Jess are looking for, I feel like she has completely stepped out in front with energy and the leadership skills that they're looking for. Like she just embodies the whole thing. Even if, 
even when she's not going, not giving them exactly what they want, it's still like I still see something there. So much potential. Yeah, she's good. I'm trying to get over like the the sassiness and like the pettiness um, that she had about Kinley in the first episode. Yeah, kind of turned me off. A th- I think bit. that's why I wasn't I wasn't into it yeah, at, at it first. It wasn't just the moms; like it was like actually. Kaya saying all of it on camera which I wish they wouldn't have done because it just kind of like it it's jaded my opinion of her a little bit but I have I feel like she consistently is fighting to yes preserve her spot on the team now just a, a little off topic but on the topic of this podcast what do you th- as a director um what happens when a kid fights for a spot or you keep seeing like let's say that maybe they try out for a solo and they don't get it but they come to you after and say I that stinks that I didn't get it but what can I do to do what can I do differently or what can I work on like does that stand out to you when a kid fights to kind of get a spot or let you know that they really care about it yeah I mean for me it might not necessarily change my casting decision on that specific solo or that specific song that I'm casting but I like to know what a kid's goal is so if a kid comes up to me and says like I this session like I really want to have a solo in a song like I really want to be featured in that way what can I do I always I tell my own kids this with teachers any kind of educator or coach if you go to your coach and you set up a goal with them they're going to be invested in trying to help you accomplish that goal So that approach is going to be way better than kind of like standing in the back corner and pouting and being like upset or what we commonly see with kids because it's just kind of how we're, we're made up is that they start to focus on being critical towards everyone else instead of like focusing on staying in their own lane. So I always try to tell kids like stay in your own lane, like, Focus on you and just because that kid is getting this opportunity or that opportunity doesn't mean that I'm taking an opportunity away from you. So just focus on what you want. I I feel like um, this show has been such a good example of that. I mean, being Ronnie and I are new to the performing world, but it's so but we've experienced this a little bit where it's like you start getting you start seeing things happen for other people or whatever is going on and you start going, oh my gosh, but if you do just stick on what your track is, it's a lot easier than as soon as you start comparing, it's just like, ugh. There's just no comparison sometimes. Sometimes it's like you come up with a number and Jess and Jojo have even used this as an example in the show, but sometimes you have an idea of a number that you want to do and you know how you want to cast it. And there's a specific type of voice that you have in mind. And it doesn't matter if somebody else can sing it very well. If you have a specific voice in mind, you're likely going to use them. But that's nothing against the talent of the other kid. Totally, It's not, you know, like those decisions aren't saying that that other kid isn't a hard worker or that that other kid isn't talented. It's just that's not how you envisioned that part and I think people forget that directors are creators as well and so like we're creatives just like the performer is and so we're creating something like this is our art 
So we have a very specific way that we want to do it. It's the same way that you would approach painting like some beautiful picture and you're like, okay, I'm going to paint this beach scene and you have this idea in your head and you're like, these are the colors I want. Like this is the palette I want. And you go to paint it. If somebody comes and stands over your shoulder and they're like, no, I want you to use like red and brown and this color and that color, it's going to be really hard for you to create what you had in mind because that's not how you envisioned it in your head as a creator. Okay. So saying that I totally get that. And I, I bet that a lot of the people watched the show back and were like, Oh, I get it. Like they couldn't see it from that point of view. So when something like that is happening to your performer, how do you kind of help them through that? Like, let's say that they went with a different voice other than your daughter's and she really had her heart set on that. So how do you, I feel like it's a huge thing that is going to start happening this in this competition is the partnership between the mom and, or the performer and the parent. You know what I mean? Like how they work together as a team, how they stay positive and how they just, or um, yeah, just said how, how this like, the industry's hard. Hollywood's always saying no to you. So it's how you take that and deal with it is how you're going to have your long career. Yeah. I think the focus has to be on the work and not on the, the end result being exactly the way you expected it to. And so it's like, well, did you get to audition for it? Yes, you did. And did you feel like you did a great job? Because that's what you should be focusing on is how well your audition went and not what happened in the end. The because l- so it's like the love the love of the performing has right. to be there to where you can walk away from that and say I did my best I could and then you have to move on because because there's another opportunity right around the corner yes and, and you, you have to keep working for that one and like you never know who's watching how you're reacting to it you oh, know like everyone's watching everyone's watching including your teammates and the other people and on it, the floor with you and including your daughter you know like I I feel like it was really hard to watch this because I mean, as moms, like we've all lost it and we've all had an Angie moment maybe where we're just like, oh, you know, but I I don't know. I, I feel like it's such a good, it's such a good reminder of how to stay positive and, um, and all of that. It's difficult. I think that I went through so many ups and downs in my own career with casting and somehow through like my mentors and different people in my life, I really managed to keep a pretty good head on my shoulders about it. And so from the time that my kids were little, it's just always been a thing, you know, like I've never, I don't, I don't think my daughter has ever cried about casting ever. Um, It's just, it's never been a, a thing for us because I'm always like, you know, you're lucky to get called back. You're lucky to get to go to this audition. Um, And that's sort of what we focus on. And then as soon as that doesn't turn out the way that we had hoped for, we move straight on to something else. Because if this is something you really do love, there's always another project in the wings and there's always something that you're going to be working for. Totally. It's not just that. But if you just keep focusing on what's behind you and comparing yourself, you're going to drive yourself crazy because you don't know what's happening in that person's head who's casting. So, you know, my joke with my kids is always like, well, you just weren't their flavor of ice cream today. Like you're Rocky Road and today they were craving mint and chip. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that Rocky Road is bad. They just really wanted mint and chip today. 
Um, and if it would have been yesterday or maybe tomorrow, they could have really been craving Rocky Road. You just never know. But I think I have the perspective of both a performer and a director since I've cast a lot of things and I've performed in a lot of things that maybe I, that's why my perspective is different. Um, but I wish, I wish parents and kids could just approach it from, all right, well, we still have work to do. Like what else can we be working towards? Yeah. You know, and just recognize that the work, the preparing for these auditions and the opportunities to perform in any way, you have to love that enough to keep doing it. And it can't be that you love it only if you're going to be the star or only if you're going to have this role yeah. or only if you're going to be front and center in a dance. Because if that's what you're looking for, then you're always going to be disappointed. Right. So it doesn't matter how good you are either. Yeah. Okay. So disappointment comes when they announce um, the who's going to be doing this thing. So they announced that Dallas will be doing the first verse. The second verse will be Kaya and Brooklyn will be doing the rap and just kind of announces that. And she's like, be happy for your friends. Uh, Kinley starts crying. Tiny T and her mom are upset. Um, and it's hard. And Angie in this one, I felt like, I felt like she kind of enjoyed asking, like telling, like encouraging the other moms to be okay. It's the first time we've really seen Kinley upset. Yeah. And it's and it was a big blow to Tiny T. And I thought that Angie came in kind of like she's like, well, you guys just have to kill it in the dance. Like, don't like I don't there was a a weird confidence coming off of her of seeing them maybe hit a little bit in this moment. I, I just picked up on that a little tiny bit. Well, I think this was like a good situation where you got to see. Where a director was betting on somebody's potential and so dallas's audition i didn't feel like was like amazing yeah but they kept pushing her and pushing her and i think that they were like you know what we're gonna have to put her in some hot water like we're gonna have to put her front and center and, and see, see how if she can hang because we have to send some people home and the only way we're gonna get to see if dallas can can hang yeah, they really keep talking about how Dallas has an on and off button and how they need it to stay on. And so I really appreciated that they chose to test her this week because, yeah, we, we need to see, you know, what's going on. And But that's another good example of, of casting where, like, you might be sitting and watching an audition and you're like, okay, my kid was better than that. But that's not the only reason why a kid gets cast. And so... Again, the director might have some other reason why they need that kid to be in that specific opportunity on that specific day. Right. And a lot of the times it is about testing their potential or about pushing them past their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So that's a really good example of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kinley and Tracy's face, they were they were not happy. Like it was just like, I feel like, up until this point, they've had so many wins yes. and everything's been such a smooth sailing for them. And they were like, we got this, we got this. And then it was just like, boom. Yeah. And, and like I said, I felt, I felt a little bit of Angie in that where she was like, kind of, Oh, I'm sure she loved it. Wasn't it wasn't like gloating, but she was, she was like, kind of like lecturing them about like, well, you know, don't, you know, and like, they're like literally like shattered in the moment. Um, so, um, 
and Kinley's mom too. She's like, I know it's crazy that like I'm upset about this. Like Kinley has had like so many opportunities, but it really was like a shot to the gut for her to have Kinley not come out on top, especially when, like you said, um, some of these kids have been praised so heavily by Jess and Jojo that they think they've got it in the bag. So I think this was a big wake up call for them. Yeah. And I think it was good because I think everyone gets to see that even though there's a little bit of a bias towards Kenley because they worked with Kenley before, she's not going to get every single opportunity. Right. Um, okay, so... Want to go to the competition? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so the competition, I what did you think about them getting a sound check? I mean, wow. <laughs> That's that's nice. That's so so you guys, we go to competitions that are heavily um you know, dance competitions and we'll come in being the only singer sometimes and we've never gotten a, a mic check like that. Like that would be so nice. The kids would love it. Yeah. It's um with the curtains down and everything. No, I mean never. Yeah. They don't even have curtains at most of our venues. Yeah. Like I don't know where they're doing these competitions they must be somewhere in LA yeah I saw on one of the signs it was like discovery something I saw because I was like I thought maybe they were at the one that Ronnie just had her dance thing at but it said discovery something um okay so they're doing the sound check and like the pressure is on like you can tell like everyone is freaking nervous and so Dallas starts out and she starts on the wrong note and she's nervous like it's so nervous and she looks so little, you know, so she like note comes out and like, so everybody in the audience, just Jojo, the moms, like they're like panicking. They're like, shoot, like this is not uh, working good. So um, Jojo runs up on stage and like tries to talk to him. And you can tell that any kind of correction that they're giving Dallas is actually hurting her more than it's helping her because she's getting in her head that she's getting in trouble again so Jess goes up there and talks to her in like a super nice like mom way and she's like you sound like a little bird like you've got it like I need your pop star voice like everything on the line yeah she's like we need Beyonce yeah and I, I she liked that um and so uh then so they're like they're kind of like setting up and then the curtain goes up and like the crowd's all whoa Jojo and and Jojo's like false alarm false so they they put the thing back down she goes to get this huge robot the robot comes out and like it was stressing me out how she's like okay robot so you're gonna walk this way this way I'm like does the robot not know what it's doing like this is yeah my gosh like literally minutes before they go on she's telling the robot what to do and um so the curtains go up and they did a good job. Yeah, it was it was a good number. And um, yeah, and like so much adrenaline with them using their own voices and everything. And the number was super cute. I liked the whole robot thing, loved the costumes. Um, they ended up getting second place for this one. Yeah. Um, so I wish we could see the numbers that beat them. Me too. I was thinking once I find out, I'll, I'll Google around and see where it is. I'm sure someone like recorded it or did right? something. Or I'm sure, like, if I was a team, I'd be like, we beat the CWA studio, yeah. you know. Um, okay, so one of my favorite parts of the episode is when Jojo and Jess talk about who, you know, is the weakest link in their eyes or, you know, what they're thinking of of who they're going to let go in this moment. So um, they talk about, like, is is Dallas a leader? No, they don't think so yet. But they think that she did really pull it off this week. And she did. Kaya 
did a good job. Um, Tatum and Tiny T, all those people were were safe. Yeah, well, they were really, really proud of them. Oh, or not? That's not right. Um, also, remember that what separated second and first was by a hundredth of a point. Oh, that's crazy. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. So they're going. They're going. You know, they're talking about everybody and who they can't live without on the team. Yeah, and they were happy that Dallas is coachable. They figured that out. Yes. And um, Kaya had the bulk of the weight. Tatum has some potential. Um, the two redheads dance the same and look the same. Yeah. Um, and they let Leah know that Kaya took some of her fire with that red hair. And so, like, you can see she literally thinks she's going home. She's yeah. super upset. And um, so then, like, in the midst of everything, they announce that Kaya is the very first member of XOMG, which was like this huge moment because we didn't think this was going to be announced. You know, we're looking for a total plot twist. Like what? For like an elimination. And um, yeah, like literally everyone is shocked because they didn't even think that this was on the table. So now that this opportunity is given to Kaya, they're freaking out. Um, And she announces that no one's going home this week. Yeah. And so Leah and she tells Leah, you know, I love the sound of your voice. I love your dancing and no one's going home this week. Yeah. And everyone starts crying. And Leah cries. Angie cries. They all this break down and, and they're happy. I mean, that, that's got to be feel really good to, you know, all come off of a win like that. So, yeah. I mean, I thought it was really sweet. Um, I also liked there was one part earlier in the episode where I feel like it just really shows kind of Jojo and Jess's character when they were correcting Dallas like over and over again and she kind of broke down. Yes. And Jojo said, um, I like that you're crying because that means that you care. And it, I was just thinking like, it's such a vast difference from what we saw on Dance Moms when Abby was just constantly like screaming at Jojo. Save your tears for the pillows. Yeah. Don't you dare cry. And she was always telling Jojo Stop crying. Stop crying. And she's like, well, if you yell at me, I'm going to cry. Yeah. Um, and so I thought that was like very full circle. Like here Jojo is kind of in the same position that Abby was. And she's got this little girl who she's being hard on, not inappropriately, but hard on. And no, Jojo's pretty tough. Yeah. I, I got it. it but and um, she starts crying and she's like, you know what? I'm glad that you're crying. And you're like, what is she going to say next? And she's like, because it, when you're crying, that's how I know that you really care. And I feel like that came from her. She's like, I know when I was that age and I would cry, it was because I really cared about yeah. what was happening. And yeah. I really, like, it meant a lot to me. Yeah, that was totally that, a that full a circle s- moment. Super cool moment. Okay, you guys. Well, thanks for listening to this episode. And we'll be back with episode five. Ooh, episode five is spicy. Tune in All and right. talk to you later. Bye. See you later. Bye.